0: Here again, a portion of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord, and this is our text. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you want to be when you grow up? I know that you were asked this when you were a child, and as an adult... You have probably asked this of a child, or maybe several children. The answer to that question is not, "I want to be a child when I grow up." Or at least I've never heard anyone I've never heard anyone respond in that way, although sometimes adults can be heard saying, "Oh, to be young again." I don't think that's synonymous. But I have never heard anyone say, "I want to be a child when I grow up." Being a grown-up means that we are no longer dependent upon grown-ups for our well-being. Well, that might not be completely true, but we should at least be able to take care of ourselves. Being grown-up begs that we aspire to bigger and better things, and I think that's the first difference that the children notice, that grown-ups are bigger. But we aspire to uh, to do bigger and better things, that we make our mark in our vocation, our our profession, and maybe even rise to the top of our trade, our practice, our business. Those might be things that we aspire to do as we grow up. It means that we are wise and that our wisdom can and should be shared, especially with our children, with our grandchildren, with our nieces and nephews. It means that we have life figured out or that we think we do, though, though deep inside we know there are mysteries that we will never fully grasp or completely comprehend. It means that ultimately we are closer to death and dying as those around us whom we have grown up with cease to live alongside of us. And so we become more conscious of our mortality. It also means that for some of us, we literally become childlike, requiring care from our children. That's a very distinct possibility for some of us who are adults who are here this morning. What you want to be and what you become when you grow up may not be exactly as you wanted it or dreamed that it might be. Sometimes our expectations are not in line with the realities that confront us, and the question, what do you want to be, is superseded by the question, what have I become? Do you remember how Jesus reacted to St. Peter's attempt at correction last week as Peter thought that Jesus was confused about his going to Jerusalem and suffering at the hands of evil men who would put him to death? Do you remember? If you were here, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. What Jesus was saying did not meet with Peter's expectations. The things of man, as Peter and the other disciples would have envisioned them, would have thought them to be, would also have not included turning and becoming like children in order to achieve greatness. It doesn't make sense. But many of the things that God does in Christ Jesus do not make sense. This too runs counter to what is considered the appropriate order of things. We must confess that we see things the way Peter and the other disciples saw them, And we must also confess that this is the way of sinful man and sinful man's values. The disciples were certainly not immune to misunderstanding. They were not immune to misplaced values. They were, after all, human beings who were turned in on themselves, concerned about themselves primarily. And what they were becoming as they were growing up. And so we find in this morning's text, the gospel reading for today, that they initiated this discourse by asking a very misguided question about what it means for someone to be the greatest in heaven in the company of those who have come under the reign of heaven in Jesus Christ. The answer Jesus gave them was once again an indication that they did not have in mind the things of God, but they had in mind the things of men. This morning, we look at this very small section of a very extended text that has all sorts of preaching possibilities, but we look at the very beginning portion of today's gospel reading because we're celebrating Christian Education Sunday here at Grace. Sometimes known as Rally Day, each year we designate a Sunday as such. And we use it to remind ourselves of the importance of being in God's Word personally, in individual devotion, and corporately in Bible study and in Sunday school. So this text works quite well for having a Christian education Sunday. We install our Sunday school teachers and other volunteers, and we collectively pray for them, and we thank them. We thank them for giving of themselves, of their time, and their talent. So the very important task of teaching our children. And as parents, we need to let them teach our children. This is an important task as our children grow up that this word comes to bear on their lives so that included in their thoughts and dreams about what they want to be when they grow up. They know that God is gracious and merciful that as they grow up, they recognize that God is slow to anger and that he abounds in steadfast love and mercy. He not only blesses their hard work as they prepare for their vocation, what they want to become when they grow up, but he increases their faith so that they understand who they are and whose they are, what they have become by God's gift of faith is truly the greatest blessing. So too as we observe this day with a special emphasis on Christian education, I need to remind all of the parents of the task of teaching their children the mighty deeds of the Lord. The mighty deeds of the Lord because they have been entrusted this task as part of their vocation as mom and dad or as grandma and grandpa. These are parts of our vocation as parents for our children. We need to set that example. We need to show them that it is important that faith is an important thing and that growing in our faith is never completed. It's always an ongoing task. It is important that parents share their faith with their children by word and by action, by deed, and that they set aside time to worship and grow in faith by personal and group study of God's word. Because we know, especially as Lutheran Christians, that God's word and sacraments make us wise to salvation and impart to us God's great gift of forgiveness of sins and thereby eternal life. I think if we were to take a poll and ask the question among the membership of grace how important it is to teach our children the mighty deeds of the Lord, it would probably show a very high percentage in agreement that this is of utmost importance. If that is true for our children, it should also be true for us too. When all is said and done, after we all grow up, these deeds of the Lord on our behalf become all the more crucial for us to know, for us to cling to, to have and to hold on to, as we recognize that the mighty deeds done by the Lord were done for us and were done for our salvation they cannot be some incidental record that we visit on rare occasion. But they must be a regular and significant part of our day-to-day, of our week-to-week lives. The, law saw, the, the Lord saw the importance for taking time to be in communion with him as he created the Sabbath day, the seventh day for resting in him. We observe the first day of the week as the time for resting in Him, as it was the day on which Jesus rose from the dead, thereby declaring His victory over death in the grave. And so we gather on the first day of the the week to rest in Him, to rest in His Word and receive refreshment through the forgiveness of our sins. Death no longer has mastery over us because of His resurrection. The grave is not the final answer to life's questions and mysteries, but it is the passageway to eternity in God's holy and glorious presence. There we, too, will shine in glory, and there we, too, will shine in greatness. It is what we ultimately grow up to be as Christians, even as it is what is freely given to us in our baptisms. In other words, it is ours right now. These gifts of forgiveness and eternal life are ours right now. This is why it is essential that as God's children, all of us continue to hear of his mighty deeds done among us and done for us so that we might be the eternal recipients of his grace and remain his children forever. Turning and becoming like a child means that we faithfully trust in the promises of God made certain for us in Jesus Christ. It means that our childlike faith receives all the blessings of our Father in heaven given to us through his one and only Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It means that our childish ways have been forgiven even as adults, when we become childish. Though he himself was great, indeed the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, he humbled himself and became obedient to death on the cross, hiding his greatness under his humility. He was born in the lowliest of places. He humbly lived his life obedient to his father's will, He was the sinless one who, contrary to the ways of man, took responsibility for everyone else's action and bore their sins, our sins, your sins, my sins. And in doing so, he became the greatest sinner at our expense, at your expense, and at mine. So that the errors of our youth committed at whatever age we may have been or are today, they may be freely forgiven for his sake. Jesus put a child in the midst of his disciples and he said to them, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like this child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven Jesus also said a little later in Matthew's account, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for as such belongs the kingdom of heaven. In the Gospels of Mark and Luke, he added to those words these, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall never enter it. I think our children fully understand what adults do for them. I think our children fully understand what they're unable to do for themselves, even if they are able to peer above the steering wheel or maybe do a grilled cheese. I think the first thing I learned to cook was bacon and eggs. I didn't burn anything down. But as children, they understand what they cannot do for themselves. As adults, we need to turn and become like children and realize that what we could not do for ourselves, God in Christ Jesus has freely done for us and has given to us the kingdom. The kingdom in all its greatness is God's gift given to his children of all ages. What do you want to be when you grow up? God's own child baptized into Christ. Amen. May this peace of God, which surpasses our human understanding, may it guard our hearts and guard our minds in faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.